Thank you, Milno. Hello, and welcome to The Measure of a Fan, a podcast which is Star Trek. No, say... Mm. A Star Trek podcast in which three nerds watch all of Star Trek in chronological order, one of them in Jury and for the very first time. His name is PJ Montgomery. My name is PJ PJ Montgomery. Montgomery. (laughs) I'm joined as ever by Matt Troy. Aloha. And our resident Trek first-timer, Elliot Red. Hello, everybody. And um, what you've already heard, we've got a guest this week. Very, very welcome return to one of our favourite guests. It's Sarah Millman. Hi, Sarah. How are you doing? Hi, you're right. So, yeah, if you take six weeks off between episodes, you get a little rusty on your intros, apparently. So professional. I love it. It's... You know, I had a baby. We weren't expecting him to turn up when he did, <laughs> and it knocked everything off. So, not ideal for the podcast, but you know what? He's a great little guy. We've named him Ensign Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, today, he watched his very first episode of Enterprise. Aww. How did he take it? Well, the theme tune started and he vomited, so... <laughs> it's the correct answer. Yes. What a, what a good lad. It's been so long. It's been so long since I last watched an episode of Star Trek that in the middle of this episode, I screamed out, why doesn't Spock use his lightsaber? <laughs> I, I appreciate the, the wording of it's been so long and not it's been a long time. Yes. Uh... <laughs> you know Beetlejuice, Momo? Do you, know, you say his name three times he turns what, up? Scott Bakula appears. No, it's not. It's worse than that. It's Crewman Daniels, the time-traveling <laughs> crewman. He appears and he grants your wishes. But they're always cursed. <laughs> like a monkey's paw. He is like a monkey's paw. Uh, the uh. wishes are just that he's got a new rubber suit. That's. <laughs> I wish, Crewman Daniels, that I was rich. Well, how about a new rubber suit instead? <laughs> He'll turn you into like Richard Branson or something, but you won't be the Richard Branson. You'll be another Richard Branson, so you'll be hunted down by Richard Branson's army. <laughs> you'll, you'll be Richard Branson Pickles. Yeah, that would be weird. You'll be just a jar of pickles that were sentient. <laughs> I mean, if Star Trek runs out of ideas, and some might say. <laughs> so, uh, this week, we're looking at Kiyoshara, because not only have we had six weeks off, we've had six weeks off between parts two and three of a three-part episode. So, God. After you said it, I've never heard it said out loud before, and it sounds a lot like Kiyostarma. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! 
Starmer. <laughs> yes, so this week we are looking at Keir Starmer and all of his policies. <laughs> We're going to hold him to account or something. I don't know. He was written by Mike Sussman, directed by David Livingston, first aired on the... Hang on, hang on. Have I written down American dates? Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Why didn't we have a rehearsal? We've never had a rehearsal. No, I know, but I need one. 3rd of December, 2004. Oh, my God. I'm so tired. Oh. Do, you, do you want to lie down? Yes, please. I will try and, like, patch it together. I just, you know, Ensign Jeffrey gets hungry overnight, you know. It's... Oh. Do, you, do you think that the cast were excited for Christmas? <laughs> what? No, because they what? probably filmed it in like June. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? they probably were, but not when they were filming this episode. You think when they watched it together in their little bungalow <laughs> that they were excited for Christmas? Do you think they trimmed up? Yeah. Do you think that that Jolene Blaylock could put up the tree and? Oh no, they definitely had because it's American and they do that at Thanksgiving, don't they? Oh, yeah. And we don't even need to get Dr. Andy Powitzki to confirm that because we've seen it on TV. <laughs> I've been in America, not at Thanksgiving, but like just before it, like at Halloween. And literally 1st of November, Halloween came down, Christmas went up. I like the way that you say, I've been in America. <laughs> I, to say, I went to America. It's less unsavory. <laughs> I, I, I just want us to bear in mind throughout the episode that the cast, while they were watching the episode back in their cast bungalow, they would have been excited for Christmas. <laughs> well, I mean, they got to have something to distract, distract them from the episode, right? That's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd just like to say, did anyone re-watch it after the six weeks so they've actually watched this twice? Anyone? No, I didn't watch it till this morning. No, we, we, we didn't get to uh, the point where we were going to record it yet, so I hadn't watched it, no. You bastards. Oh, did you watch you it act- twice, Milner? I've watched it twice. <laughs> Why did you watch it twice? Because I forgot. I watched it before the other one, and now before it got cancelled. I think then... we were due to record, like, the day after my son was born, so it was yeah. a very last-minute cancellation. <laughs> right, yep. right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And also, I had a new Netflix account, and I have cursed it. Thank you. It's now been cursed by... <laughs> Star Trek Enterprise. Just the one episode, yeah. actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, Sarah, this is most likely going to be the last episode of Enterprise Aww. you have to watch with us. Aww. Not Star Trek. Just <laughs> yeah. Enterprise. I hope that your Netflix keeps recommending this one episode to you as well. <laughs> you watch it twice. Shara again. You're like, no. <laughs> interested in the Catra, right? <laughs> you, you wanna not Andoria? I'm just pulling random words from my notes. Yeah. <laughs> in particular, this episode, right, with all of those sentences about the Catra and the Kashar and Surak and the Cyrenites and the Forge, did you have any idea about any of that? I just let it wash over me like yeah. it was some kind of white noise machine yeah. before <laughs> bedtime. This is what I do when when people fight, like when, when there's a fight, I just generally like look at my phone and then I just look up at the end of the fight and see who's won. <laughs> All fights are the same, right? Every single fight is the same. Yes. I mean, 
what in real life how many fights do you get into in real life <laughs> i fight every day he's very antagonistic <laughs> it's wow. well i can see that if someone's having a fight with you and you look at your phone that's pretty fucking antagonistic <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i've got to look at this buzzfeed article about 10 reasons why you shouldn't keep getting into fights <laughs> <laughs> you have to refresh your memory every time you're in one so you bring it up and look at your phone <laughs> yeah Oh, <laughs> that means you shouldn't get into fights. You're not very good at it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Who watched the recap and did it help? I think yes, I did. No. Yeah, I think I let it play. Yeah. Again, it was just like just word vomit. I, I don't know. oh look, we've got the Catra one about the Kershaba. Oh, Sirac is a thing. Okay, here you go. No fucking idea. There was yeah, no. I have to say, having had that big break and sort of going, wait, what? What happened? I didn't think it was a very well done recap. Sorry, Enterprise, but you know, work on your recaps. It was a lot of law. There was a lot of law to get through. Like having watched the episode twice. Mm. Like you know, I I, I sympathise to try and like synopsisize what must have been an hour and a half of just absolute like exposition dumping yeah you know it would have been hard <laughs> well let's dive in to confusion and we open in the vulcan high command on vulcan where administrator velas i'm definitely reading off memory alpha uh is <laughs> talking to a whole bunch of other vulcans and he goes look at these andorian ships that are moving around something called a pan mocha some kind of coffee it's a drink yeah it's a delicious drink <laughs> and another vulcan named kuvak he's the detective vulcan <laughs> <laughs> he's been up for three days he drinks he drinks coffee even though he knows he's not allowed because uh, <laughs> they're all scientologists uh, no, no, it's Mormons, isn't it? Mormons who can't drink coffee, yeah. Not anything rude. Yeah, yeah they're all Mormons. No, Mormons not allowed coffee. No, nothing yeah, rude. Yeah, like they have to buy their own special drinks from the charge. <laughs> yeah, strange. like chicory or something. But how do they stay awake? They sleep at night. How do they do that? Um, I don't know. They just have less on their minds than we do. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm just some guy. Like, I, I, I'm just gonna make a funny joke about one of the Vikings. One of the Vikings. <laughs> what? Matt's forgotten what show we're watching. <laughs> a funny joke about Ethelred the Unready. <laughs> I know it's not a Viking before everyone fucking emails in and goes, eh, "Ethelred the Unready was a Saxon." And fuck you all. But... I've seen The Last Kingdom. I know what you're on about. Thank you. I wish I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> but we're so happy to be back. <laughs> oh, I like Vikings. <laughs> it's a good show. I'd rather watch that show. Anyway, Kuvak the Viking says to Velas the Viking <laughs> that we gave the Andorians that planet when we signed the treaty, so why would they defend around it and Velas is all like well they think we're going to retake it because I've been tricksy and sent false warp signatures out there. <laughs> Kuvak's like why? And Velas says because I want to kill the Andorians and have a big war please. Now this guy right for all of the like sinister music they play around him never truly seems like he knows what he's doing. <laughs> no, <I'm not> really. <laughs> he he plays, I recall, a very similar Starfleet Admiral in Deep Space Nine who also yeah. didn't seem to know what he was doing. 
He reminds Aww. me visually of a Vulcan doctor. What's his name from uh, Scrubs? You know, the the angry old doctor. Oh Cox. yeah, not Cox. Um, older, angrier. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> Kelso. Yes, yeah. He reminds me of that, and that I can't take him seriously on that basis. Oh, is it's just that that you can't take him seriously? Is it? It's not like everything. The wigs, the eyebrows. I mean, I'm down to the kids. I've been I've been indoctrinated into Star Trek since a very early age. I have been my mind is incredibly forgiving of wigs, but <laughs> yeah, it's just like his whole plan just sounds like the plan of somebody who's like not used to make. It's kind of like watching like a, a very nerdy character in a film figure out how to make someone fall in love with him, and you're like oh, this is not good. Like, I'm a human and I know how to be Machiavellian because we invented that. You're <laughs> some Vulcan idiot. You're going to really fuck this up. And I just, yeah. So that's, that's all I want to do. But his, his big thing for fighting the Andorians is they've got a Zindi weapon. Yeah. And the Vulcans are like, oh, well, if I've got a Zindi weapon, fine. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to ask questions. It would do just it, never end. Question. If I keep saying, what's a Zindi? What's a, you know, I, I don't, I mean, you've, you've been on an episode of the podcast where we talked about the Zindi, Sarah. Yeah, you I saw one like... of them. It was one of those insect guys that looked like oh, a Goosebumps shit. character. Yes. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. As if I'm going to remember, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my but God. yes, no, the, 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 I remember the bug people. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, guys. I just muted my mic because I dropped a sweet on the floor and found in the process I also dropped two biscuits on the floor. <laughs> what sweet? Uh, Mawan Pinball. Oh, oh wow! No, you don't want to lose that. Wow, that could have gone places. I still don't know where it is. Yeah, that could, that's gone places. Man. <laughs> you know your cat is going to find that, right? No, he can't eat that. His mouth is too small. <laughs> well, he might use it as a toy. Nah, that's fine. He can do that. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't eating two biscuits. I just my bag is kind of upside down, and I think that they fell out of my bag. Not only I have biscuits in my bag, but there was a bag of shopping in my bag, and I opened the biscuits to eat one. <laughs> Stop judging me, Jesus. <laughs> Saturday morning podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, then we get the theme tune and I have to pause the episode to clean up vomit. And then your son was sick. Hey, Jeffrey. Oh, I'm going to miss it. I've got to say, there's a, a, you know, I I think maybe because I've only listened to it, what, like four times? No, I'll add it to my my Spotify. Yeah, you could just you could listen to it whenever you want, Milmo. There's nothing stopping you. (laughs) There's a lot. (laughs) Think about it. (laughs) Somewhere else on Vulcan, in a deserty bit, Archer, T'Pol, and T'Pau are still trying to get to the Vulcan High Command with the Kirshara. It's made of China, and it's it's in T'Pau's hands. No, we we did that on the previous episode where we talked about her. It yeah. was ages ago. <laughs> <laughs> We've got all the T'Pau references out of our system. Milmo's here. I mean, great. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks, this, Matt. <laughs> this is great. This is funny. Uh-huh. They're, very, they're very sweaty. And also, if you notice, they keep walking along these deserty kind of like corridors. I'm pretty sure it's the same fucking corridor. And they're just <laughs> doing it from different well, yeah, angles. Why build two if you don't have to? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. 
actually I appreciate the like resourcefulness, but they're just so fucking sweaty. It's I've written down Scott's having fun in this escape room. <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine the constant times that they're having to like okay, finished that shot, walk back to the beginning of the corridor yeah. and now walk through it again with different Change lines. The camera, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah Archer's like, we've got to get the Kiyoshara to the high command. And Tapao says, yeah, that will change all of Vulcan society. At this rate, it's two days away. But if we stop going around in circles, we'll get there in 30 minutes. <laughs> On the Enterprise, Trips basically commandeered Archer's ready room. And he's arguing with Malcolm. Malcolm's like, we should go back to Starfleet where we've been ordered. And Trip says, yeah, but I really want to get involved in this Andorian Vulcan shit. I, I really enjoyed Malcolm's first Kindle. He had like a little paperweight there. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, it's really fucking looking over. I made these notes like the first time I watched this. I was really mean. I was like, I forgot about Trip Tucker. He's so punchable. <laughs> and yet, I instinctually, he, he feels like a better captain than Archer. Like every time he's at the helm because Archer's off ship or something, it's, it's always more engaging. He's doing all the heavy lifting, right? He's a bit more hot headed, isn't he? It's just a little bit more, like, tense, like he could do anything. Whereas, you know, the archer's just going to be like, hey, yeah, um, so uh, this is the sensible thing to do, so this is what we're going to do. <laughs> you say sensible. I must have been really bored because I wrote, I'm just getting that vibe. Are they kissing friends? They seem like kissing friends. So I must have been bored. <laughs> I mean, that's Malcolm's desire with every character on the show. Yeah, yeah, they're 100% like jerk buddies. <laughs> They're on a space kissing adventure. Mm, yeah. <laughs> space kissing adventure. <laughs> it's a new subgenre for the sci-fi. It's not new. Not <laughs> <laughs> like invented the space kissing genre, actually. <laughs> Especially fan fiction-wise. Yes. Well. <laughs> so uh, Malcolm's all. I think we should go back to Earth. And Trip says, "Nah." And Malcolm says, well, maybe the Vulcans have reasons for wiping out all the Andorians. And Trip's like, nah. I Fuck mean, off. you know, genocide is, is sometimes necessary, right? Right? <laughs> Let's just kill more people. It's fine. We need to get an audio clip of that for... Um... No! <laughs> <laughs> is it... Any, that Malcolm really got on my nerves. Malcolm and DePaul got on my nerves in this episode, but especially Malcolm. I'm just like... Just like... Hang out with your... Just do things with your mates. Like, be be a good pal. Stop being a fucking weasel. Just fight the war your mates are telling you to fight, you fucking coward. I think... And I don't think that at this point in Enterprise it's giving it too much credit. I think Malcolm's characterization in this episode is hinting at Malcolm's stuff that's going to happen later in the season. Yes, I, I do agree. But also, I'd like to add, in a shit way... <laughs> later in the late, later in the season, does he just turn into a weasel? Is that what it is? Literal Never weasel. Goes, in what a, in a, a uniform, little scumbo yeah. and kicks him off the ship? Is that what happens? <laughs> so curious because I've heard before that like apparently something's going to happen with Malcolm's character. What the fuck could it be? Just read the just read the Wikipedia. <laughs> just... He's uh, he's going to get a girlfriend. No, he's, he's obviously <laughs> not going to get a girlfriend. <laughs> it's more believable than that. Yeah. You'll, you'll find out, Elliot. I know. <laughs> That's what he gave. <laughs> anyway, Malcolm leaves, and Ambassador Soval walks in, and he says to Trip, hey, we got to go talk to the Andorians. And Trip's like, yeah, but I don't think they'll listen to us. But we do know one Andorian who might. 
And Soval says, Jeffrey Coombs. And Trip says, Jeffrey Coombs. <laughs> Sweet. Je- Jeffrey Coombs of the of, of Neighborhood Watch. What? <laughs> <laughs> I've written, I didn't know his name throughout the entire thing, so I just called him Battle Damage Vulcan. Is that cool? Battle <laughs> Damaged Vulcan. Yeah, because he's got like scars on his face and shit. Yeah, that's from the explosion that happened in part one. Oh, yeah. See, if you'd gone back and watched the whole thing, you'd know. <laughs> he was actually just a damaged Vulcan. There was no battle. Yeah. <gasps> oh, just his no. light tattoos. <laughs> but there's also a moment in this scene where Trip's like, oh, I don't know if I'm taking the right actions. Am I doing the right thing here? And Soval says, I have no doubt that Captain Archer would pursue the same course of action. And Trip goes, ah, shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you would say that because that's what you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Then we cut back to Vulcan and the High Command where Kuvak says to Velas, hey, we killed a bunch of Cyranites and destroyed their house, but some of them escaped, including a human. And Velas is like, a human? And he just throws, throws his hat on the ground and jumps on it going, drats, drats, and double drats. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all right, he says, because Keir Starmer never existed. <laughs> <laughs> It's alright, because this human is dumb as a bag of hammers. <laughs> yeah, but then Kuvak points out, yeah, but he's got a little Vulcan in him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> His conscience. Oh, he could do that weird um, chat up line then, couldn't he? <laughs> would um, you like a little... No. What would is you it? like a little Vulcan in you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <God>. No. <laughs> how, how little a Vulcan? Oh, like, like a homunculus Vulcan? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Can a homunculus Vulcan still mind meld? <laughs> yeah, but it's like really quiet. <laughs> <laughs> it's really faint whispers. <laughs> oh, would it be Vulcumunculus? Vulcumunculus? I have to spell this. Hum, um, Homunculus Vulcan. Humunculus. No, it wouldn't be Homunculus Vulcan. <laughs> It'd be. <laughs> You're also assuming, though, that Vulcans have Latin? Voluncular. No, but it would be called, like, Jadur or something in Vulcan. But, like, we would obviously go down. It's not going to fly on it if we're going to call it a a Vulcan. Oh, God. Voluncular. A Voluncular. You can't scream it as if you've discovered something. I have. Fuck you all. This is not for that reason. <laughs> Volunculus. Oh, the inventor of the Volunculus. Stop trying to make Volunculus a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it is a thing. <laughs> anyway, Velas says to dismiss Kuvak and then orders Sub Lieutenant, who's just this guy who keeps following him around and never <laughs> says anything. The, the Sub Lieutenant made me laugh my ass off because yeah. like, he goes. They had to be eradicated. And then look at his face. He's like, oh, I've got to remember that. Okay, <laughs> eradish cake them. Oh. <laughs> eradish steak. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Velas orders him to inform Talok to find and eradicate to powder pollen archer. Talok is his bitch. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to start calling him to archer, just so he fits in properly. To departure. 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 There we are. 
Let's go to the departure lounge. <laughs> so the Enterprise arrives in Andorian territory and it finds a nebula and they're like, Soval's in, not Soval, Soval's on the Enterprise. Fuck. Shran, Jeffrey Coombs, he's in that nebula, Soval says. And like, well, what? How do you, what? Why? Okay. So they just start sending signals into the nebula saying hello we're um we're outside your nebula can we come in please do you know when you play like hide and seek well i mean this is probably going to be a visceral memory maybe for some people here but with like a younger sibling and they don't know how to do it right and they're trying to get into your hiding space and you're like fuck off (laughs) 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 but Shran is in the nebula and he says, hello, and he comes aboard the Enterprise and so violent trip, like, hey, Vulcans are going to attack Andoria and they're going to do it this way. And Shran's like, hmm, I don't believe you yet. <laughs> I noticed in this scene that Shran has blue teeth. Has he I always had blue teeth? I saw that in this episode as well. Not in this scene. I saw it later in the episode, but I did notice it. And yeah, I don't know. He had a blue raspberry slushy before he came aboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because if he hasn't always had blue teeth, it would be weird for them to just start doing it this episode. <laughs> I really enjoyed the head things. I enjoyed them. They were great. Antennae. Antennae, yes. Amazing. I, I loved it. I, again, every other word was like incomprehensible for the majority of this episode. <laughs> like they kept going on about Lurpak's catnip. I don't know. <laughs> what is that? Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I did also notice that this episode, due to the nature of like all the plot and everything involved in the plot, there is so much dis like there were full sentences that were half comprised of fully made up terms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and you just let it wash over you. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, this is great. Yeah, I did also enjoy like, <clears throat> you know, it was it supposed to be kind of like the Vulcan base is like all this opulence and like corrupt kind of, I don't know. That's kind of what I felt like. Well, the Vulcan homeworld is kind of like if a fascist government had got all of their like stuff from a shop called like Ganesha or something on Earth and just like uh... left it all out in like weird sort of uh, Eastern style bits and pieces. It's Yeah, it's just, it's very odd. And then... I, I I kept staring at the carpets like DFS. They've just, they've just gone to DFS and just oh yeah, they couldn't the afford carpet. to do the carpets, but they had got everything else from a crystal shop anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so we go back to the desert and to Paul and to Power looking at a Vulcan craft in the sky that's flying over, trying to find them, but it can't find them. And to Paul says, "We need to get Archer to a doctor." And then she says, "Ah, oh, I'm sorry, my." The death of my mother, Les Dennis, has has made me more emotional than I thought it would. Oh, Les Dennis. Les Dennis? That. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he died. Her mother is called, like, Malaise or something. Oh, okay. What was Telez? Telez. And Tapao says, oh, I liked your mum too. So, great. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't agree on everything, and then just cuts back to, like, to Lesby, they're going, Tapao, clean your room! And she's like, no! <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then she says to Tapao, hey, I'm mind-melded with your mum. Would you like to mind-meld with me so you can like see your mum's thoughts or something? And Tapao's like, no, I can't. I've got Vulcan AIDS. No, she does have Vulcan AIDS. 
And then yeah. Takao goes, oh, it's all right. That just means a bad mind melder mind melded with you. And if I mind meld with you, I can cure it. And she just fucking cures it. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? That was like, I, I don't know what this whole thing was. But that was a that seemed like a bomb to drop. And then they just kind of, I thought they'd come back at some stage and you'd see the aftermath of this. Nope. Nobody talks about it again. That's it. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't have AIDS anymore. I have a theory about this, actually. I just think that the new, like, staff guy in it was like, we just have to get rid of the stupid plot. Um, Mm. Let's just end it here and now, so I don't have to Mm. think about it again. Because that's what he's basically been been doing for all of this series, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But it is weird that we've had, like, two years of T'Pol, T'Pol, I'm doing it now, T'Pol having this disease, (laughs) and then suddenly it's just gone. Oh, no, a good mind meld can make it go away. Cool. Was that the one where she feels strong emotions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the creepy emotional Vulcan guy who who forced a mind meld on her in season end of season. No, I one. remember. I remember why. I was just couldn't remember if this was the one that made her super horny or if this is the one that made what? made her feel oh the human emotions. Well, yeah, because oh she's God, also got Star the trillium addiction, hasn't she? So Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> to Paul is riddled. As someone who is has no knowledge of any of this. This is fucking weird and kind of gross. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't like this show. I don't. Oh, <laughs> like, if you're gonna make this kind of, like, metaphor, it needs to be handled so much more delicately. Yeah. Like, fuck me. Yeah. Like, what? I don't know. Like, you've got Dark Crystal over here going, ooh, we can have a melody. Do you want to meld <laughs> with me? And it's like, Jesus Christ. Dark Crystal. She does look like the Dark Crystal. She, she really does look like the Dark Crystal. That's so funny. <laughs> well, I love the Dark Crystal. Me too. <laughs> and the uh, the show was very good as well. The show was great, and I'm glad they never got a second series. Yeah, same. So, so Topol's fine now, except the Trellium Addiction. She's probably still got that. But oh, yeah. Panar Syndrome's gone, and the symptoms are very similar, so we'll never really notice a difference. Yeah. Then we go back to the nebula where Shran's like, hey, can we just beam Soval off that ship and into this torture chair? And the Andorians are like, yeah, yeah, we can. So they do. <laughs> and I loved Gary Graham's little, what the fuck? As he lands in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I was wondering, I do enjoy the antennae. Do they make hats? Do these, does this, does this, does this um, race of people wear hats at all because oh yeah you know, how would you do this they, yeah I mean I imagine they do because they're from like an ice moon so they probably have to have like hats with like little flaps <gasps> for their antennae and then do I they probably... have tiny hats for the antennae oh that was so good <laughs> I was thinking they'd have like little stalks and you like your mittens you can flip mm-hmm. the tips off so you can still use your phone <laughs> yes. so they can still sense wherever they sense to their antennae yes I really I, I really enjoy the antennae acting as well yeah, um, like eighty percent of this episode when these guys were on screen, I was looking at the antenna. And going, yeah, excellent. yeah, one hundred percent. They're like the Eugene Levy's eyebrows of this. Of this is <laughs> <laughs> always the sign of a good television show. <laughs> Eugene Levy's eyebrows. Yes, uh, it is. I mean, this um, this Shran guy is so fucking intense as well. I didn't realise earlier, I've written another note, that when he comes in and you first see him, he goes, an invasion! I really enjoyed the, like, the 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 reading. The line read was fucking brilliant. It was like yeah. Brian Blessed all over. He's yes. Brian is always turned up to minimum an eight. <laughs> <laughs> an invasion! 
That's just what you get when you hire Jeffrey Coombs, and that's why Star Trek keeps hiring Jeffrey Coombs. I mean, he does basically fulfill a similar role in American TV to what Brian Blessed does in British TV, I suppose. That is a really good comparison. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's great. And now we get him torturing Soval because he's like, I don't believe what you've told me. And Soval says, but I've always told you the truth previously when we negotiated and shit. And Tran says, yes, but I'm torturing you anyway with this device that doesn't hurt you physically, but like affects your nervous system. So you'll lose control of your emotions or something, because that's how we torture Vulcans. Yeah, it's just like this science fiction torture device I got from every other science fiction show. I'm impervious to pain. Ah, but this torture device doesn't affect your physical senses. It affects your mind. It's going to make you feel like you really need a wee. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, explain how, what, what does, is it like you just feel extreme? And does he suddenly become aware of all the times he's made a little faux pas throughout his life? (laughs) Extreme embarrassment, like all at once. You know, oh, fuck, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, fuck. You know, like... Every rude comment ever coming back to haunt him. Yeah. Specificity we needed here. You know, no, it's just a blue light that makes you feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) No, like when you've just stolen a sign from the university's poster sale and the police car pulls it behind you and whoops the blue thing on and then asks you where what you're doing with that signpost and you say i'm the son of the guy who runs the poster sale and then not thinking they should have said i'm the guy who runs the poster sale <laughs> and then the police officer says what's the date on that poster and then i say tomorrow and he goes right put it back and go home and then i put it back and run up a lane and when he's gone i come back and steal it again it's like that isn't it what um, what you know what I, I mean. mean. <laughs> That's just it's so relatable, right? We've all been there. That's what I mean, relatable content. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like this show reveals too much of Matt's past. <laughs> it's not this show, it's just Matt. <laughs> so on the Enterprise, Trip's like, hey, anyone seen Soval? And they're like, no, no, I haven't seen Soval. So they do a scan, like, ooh. He's not on the ship. And Trip's like, oh, scan the Andorian ships. Go on. Oh, there's a Vulcan on him. Oh, those cheeky scamps. I bet they're blue lamping him. Oh, yeah. Let's give it a bit. We'll leave him there for a while. Let's just give him a tan. <laughs> there's a bit where they say, like, compensate for the flux. I've no idea what the flux is, but in my head, I was thinking the bloody flux from history, you know, when all those people died from diarrhea. I was like, what are you, why are you compensating? Do you have a diarrhea problem on this? What's going on? <laughs> I too have made this point. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like slightly nervous about mentioning diarrhea in the show because I feel like I mentioned it too much. I agree with you. I'll, I'll take that hit for you. It's fine. Thank you. <laughs> I thought of the song Flux by Block Party and I would have got very distracted. (laughs) That's much nicer than that. It is, isn't it? I I prefer it. No, that song's about diarrhea. (laughs) No, it's not, Patrick. You shut your baby having mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have a baby. That's not how it works. (laughs) At some point, your mouth is at fault here. I'm just going to say that. (laughs) 
anyway, the Enterprise tries to phone Shran. He doesn't answer and just tries to run away into the nebula. And Malcolm ineffectively shoots at him. And then they just chase him. And Travis is all, I can't follow them anymore. I've lost them. And Trip says, who are you? <laughs> I'm tired and cranky. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Someone else take over. Mm, that control stick hurts my fingers. Me, 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 me. I like the way that um, Tran runs off. It's like he's giggling. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, we're back on Vulcan. Archer to Powell and to Paul are walking along. And to Paul says, hey, Archer, you should take a break. And Archer's like, no, you want to take a break. So I'm going to take a break for you. And to Paul's like, okay. And then Powell <laughs> says, I'm going to scout ahead. Because this seems awkward now. And then Paul says to Archer, have you had any more conversations with Surak? And I just loved the venom in the delivery that Jolene Blaylock gave there. Yeah. You got any more communications with your imaginary friend? <laughs> <laughs> and then they start arguing. And then T'Pol comes back and says, I never really left. I was listening. Ha ha ha! Were they talking, again, another word that I could not, one of the many that I did not hear, the true path of Turok? What are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, Turok. Dinosaur Hunter. Turok. Yeah. yeah, Dinosaur Hunter. <laughs> oh, those games were overrated. <laughs> oh, guess how? Hey, I'm with him. It was just an average game that had dinosaurs in it. That was the appeal. I never played it. Turok 2 was good, but not as good as the reviews at the time said. Bringing you all the hot takes. <laughs> we should really have done a video game show instead. The hot takes from 1998. Yes. <laughs> it's too soon. Too soon. Back on Shran's ship, he's torturing Soval, and Soval is really angry, and he's like, I want to rip your head off. Let me out of here! I can't. I'm sorry. Not yet. I'll tear the antenna from your skull! If this interrogation continues, your suppression system could be permanently damaged. Tell me what I want to know. Aren't you enjoying this, Commander? Have you imagined having me in this chair many times? That's not far from the truth. But after our rather lengthy peace talks, I came to trust you. Then trust me now. You would never betray your people. I'm trying to save them! Where is your fleet? And that's like, whoa, nice. <laughs> well, rip off your head and shit down your neck. <laughs> and then he gets some composure again and says, I'm going to tell you a story about a Vulcan named Nirak who said, like, that's a sandstorm, but it wasn't a sandstorm. It was an army, and the army destroyed a village. And now Nirak means fool in Vulcan. Shran's going to mean fool in Andorian. Ha, 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 you're a prick. How did he mistake a sand, an army for a sandstorm? Like... Well, he was a fool. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. I, feel, I feel like that whole, like, burn took so long to get there that at the end he was, like, explaining it multiple times. He's like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Like, this has no effect. This is the worst burn. <laughs> Do you get it? Do you get I mean, it? In general, this whole thing was like, oh, for fuck's sake, this is just some weird, thin, like, wafer-thin excuse to have Shran start torturing Soval. Like, it really wasn't quite in line with what the character I thought Shran had become. I thought he'd become a little bit more 
diplomatic than immediately going to torturing someone who he's been doing deals with. Basically had a drinking party with at one point to like celebrate a peace treaty or whatever the fuck. And now he doesn't trust a single word he says and has to torture him to make sure that something he says is true. What? Well, Patrick and I had drinks parties in university and he tortured me. (laughs) (laughs) That's just Patrick. I mean... I think this might be controversial. I'm sorry, everyone who enjoys Star Trek. I do enjoy parts of Star Trek, but I feel that most of the episodes could just be that thing from Dark Place where it's like um, featuring the author's barely disguised fetish. <laughs> yes. That is what <laughs> it is. It's like, well, I want to see him tie someone down and torture someone. So that's what I'm going to do. A lot of the time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I want to see somebody get sold in slavery. <laughs> no we'll do that next episode don't yeah that's worry, but... that's the point where Berman and Braga came back to set for a day isn't it that's yeah I mean let's face it there's quite a lot of let's dress somebody up in bondage gear and make them bisexual <laughs> like that's a lot of Star Trek well I mean at least that is like kind of overt <laughs> like do you know what I mean if you're gonna do it fucking do it like do you know yeah, it's better than like going. Oh, yeah, I want to see an alien suck yogurt through a sock. Admittedly, but it's still there. I mean, I I know that it says something that that is a convincing thing. <laughs> like that is a convincing Star Trek thing. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's called the they're called the Snoovurians, and that's how they eat. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Walk, but, um, a whole fromage fray through a. Through some hose. <laughs> Speaking of hose, yeah. <laughs> how do you notice how those Vulcan guys are basically fighting with like lawn edges? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we get to that now. Yes. We go go back down to Vulcan and to Pole to Power and Archer are ambushed by uh, Captain Liam Shaw from season three of Picard. And some other Vulcans. Oh. I thought it was the um, crew of the alien ship in Galaxy Quest. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the, the, lock the head Vulcan in this bit, is is played by Todd Stashwick, um, who is a main character in Picard this year, which, that's nice for him. I didn't know he'd been in Star Trek before. We will meet this actor again in about ten years. <laughs> so, So, little Admiral Johnny Archer... Keeping his own with three Vulcans, or whatever the fuck happened, roughly around that. As, as Matt says, I glimpsed up, saw a fight was happening, took note of roughly where people were standing, and then <laughs> paid attention to other things until it resolved itself. But as we've discussed on this show before, a Vulcan is basically an equivalent to a Captain America. Like they're they're pretty oh, really? sizable. Yeah, Vulcans are hella oh, strong. Okay, because I. I I thought that these nerds had no chance. Like <laughs> there, there is a reason why Archer can fight Talok, and obviously to power and to Paula there. We'll get into a little bit more of that at the end. But yeah, the fight. The other two Vulcans should have just kicked their asses, really. But yeah, they um. What happens is there's some fighting. Topol gets knocked out, and Topol says, "Quick, Archer, go down this garbage chute," and. She throws him down the garbage chute and follows him. And the Vulcan's like, well, we couldn't possibly go down there. (laughs) (laughs) Foiled again. (laughs) But also, like, Archer's got that little... Is it Archer or the other one? Uh, It's got that um, Power Rangers knife, which is a really good 
you know. Oh yeah, there's there's like walls in the desert that will make metal go electric, so they throw a knife at it. Yeah, that's right. This, I mean, that is like a a a prog rock lyric and a half, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) And you know, I love a bit of prog. I know, I know. There's walls in the desert that will make metal tin electric. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> oh, I actually heard a pen click. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I brought it close to the microphone on purpose. <laughs> I wish we get to the stage of the podcast where Patrick is releasing prog rock album. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> but these Vulcan guys have now got hold of T'Pol and she's like, hey, I'm a Cyranite and they're going to Mount Slayer with the Kiora. Mount Slayer! Mount Slayer! <laughs> Mount Slayer with the Kiora. <laughs> and the Vulcan's like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, they just believe her. And then they're going to send her back to the High Command and Talok says, hey, I used to work under you somewhere. Why have you betrayed us? And she's like, Because oh. <laughs> I fancied it. And then... On transship, he gets uh, a communication from his higher-ups about the interrogation. And he's like, uh, no, I'm just going to keep interrogating for a bit. And they like turn the setting up to full. And then Soval's like, hey, hey, I'm still telling the truth, yo. And then the Enterprise arrives and attacks. And Shran says, oh, maybe Soval is telling the truth. Let's go back to the Enterprise. And they all do. Yeah. Soval's in sick bay in a coma. And Shran comes in and says, how's he doing? And Phlox is like, you tortured him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Um, I, I've written in the um, in my notes, ah, yes, the gross science guy. I'm so glad he has his clothes on this time. Mm. Which is something from the past episodes that's been burned into my fucking brain. Thank He's you. not eating his toenail clippings or something. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> like, I know it's been... A good six weeks for us since watching the last Enterprise, and maybe it kind of got like you know filtered out of my system slightly in that time or something. But I, this is certainly, I was shaking my head a lot in this episode, like just going like, "This is fucking stupid." (laughs) (laughs) Sharon says, "Oh hey, we've decided we're going to believe Soval now, so we're going to go intercept those Vulcan ships, and I think it would be helpful if the Enterprise was with us." And Trip goes, you tortured our friend. And Tran goes, yes, but, you know, <laughs> diplomacy and shit. Come on. So they do. Yeah, nobody has any choice, really, in this episode. Like, the, the teacher's out of the class. <laughs> you know, the, the, the eldest kid is in charge. They're being gaslit by weirdos. It's just, there's just so much, like, fluff in this episode. There's so much lore that mm. they're like cramming in yeah. and that everything else is just kind of like getting from getting from here to there like literally getting them and getting all the people in the right places to make sure the law works. That's what it feels <laughs> like. And it's just, yeah, it's frustrating. It's a frustrating episode, I think. So, back on Vulcan, Archer says to Pout, we're not going to the High Command now, we're going to go rescue T'Pol. And so they track down the Vulcans and ambush them and just take out two of them by luring them into the electric metal wall. (laughs) (laughs) Chekhov's electric wall. (laughs) (laughs) Look, here's a wall! (laughs) (laughs) And then 
Archer has a little fight with Talok, which there was something pleasingly original series about it. And then Archer does a nerve pinch on him and T'Pau says, ah, you're getting better at that. And I'm like, one, when did he do it before? And two, it doesn't matter how many Vulcans are in his head. That should not work. <laughs> yeah. It's, I wrote kick fight, exclamation mark. <laughs> is this the bit where T'Pau does the Obi-Wan Kenobi thing or is that later? Oh, no, yeah. She does do the call of the crate Dragon to distract yeah. the, the Vulcans and lure them into the it's electric like metal wall. <laughs> I once went to um I I was in America once um <laughs> we were in Florida and there was this um family with like bum bags the usual shit and um and they were going where were you I was doing the family call and I imagine that was just like <laughs> oh, Jesus the family call oh my god. <laughs> Like, where the fuck is Gondor? <laughs> <laughs> Gondor calls for hate. It's the family call. I, I would so make that my family call. <laughs> and then in space, the Enterprise and a few Andorian ships are mobilising. And Trip says, this isn't many Andorian ships. And Trent says, no, the rest are hours away. They're not going to get here in time. Here come the Vulcans. Deal with it. Here come the Vulcans. <laughs> no, that sounds like a band. <laughs> Archer and T'Pau reach the outskirts of the city, and T'Pau's like, ah, oh, we need to get in discreetly. If only we had transporter codes. And Archer says, I know someone who can help. It turns out it's Nigel. <laughs> yeah. Paul's husband. Well, I, I really thought they just weren't going to tell us who it was at one point, but... <laughs> <laughs> because we then go inside the council chamber where Velas is like, kill the Andorians! And Kuvak says, hang on, there's absolutely no evidence of any Zindi technology on those ships. And Velas says, yeah, but we're committed now. Let's do a bit. Do a bit yeah, of murder. That really was it. He was just like, yeah, we're all here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just do it. Look, has made sandwiches for us all. <laughs> I think I still didn't recognise that it was Zindi at this stage. I wrote, no no Cindy tech, no dream house, no nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and then Trip says, well, let's put the Enterprise between the two fleets. That's worked before. And then it doesn't work this time because they do just start shooting each other. Mm. And Trip does call the Vulcans and say, hey, I've told Starfleet who's killed us. If you kill us, then Blast says, <laughs> fine, <laughs> don't care. <laughs> So I told my mum on you. Um. We do play a ship or a fleet or a fleet <laughs> that when it arrives it shoots ships. <laughs> what is Earth going to do? Like send those like crap ships that we know that it's got and they'll all yeah. just be destroyed. <laughs> and the Columbia. That's all it's got. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely no explanation for why this fucking Vulcan wants war with every species in the fucking universe. Because he's a cartoonish villain that loves war with everybody in the universe. Because it's meant to be a thinly veiled metaphor for weapons of mass destruction in our current times. Yeah. So, you know, if he actually had any depth to his character, it wouldn't fucking work. <laughs> he's, he's, he's the crystal shop George Bush, isn't he, you know? <laughs> In the in the council chamber, Kuvak is like, right, this is enough. I'm going to call off the attack. And Velas says, sub-lieutenant, point your gun at him. And the sub-lieutenant drops his gun and Velas is like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everyone's so shit. 
Oh, they also bring to Paul in and say, hey, treason, execution, fuck yeah. And she did give him a really sick burn. It's agreeable to see you again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, showed him. And then the Enterprise is like, right, we're just being shot at by everyone now. So Trip's like, all right, uh, fire on the Vulcans. And then they do. The Vulcans start firing back and chasing them. And Trip's like, oh, God, where's Shran? And Malcolm says, well, he's dealing with the other Vulcan ships. So <laughs> maybe, maybe we shouldn't have opened fire. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a proper, like, a Star Trek ship fight before, like, outside of Lower Decks. And I don't know whether this was the right one to watch. I'm I'm level with you, Sarah. Space battles aren't Star Trek's strong point. (laughs) Unless it's, like, a one-on-one, like, that's pretty good. Yeah. When we get, like, a bunch of, like, a fleet together, it's always really stupid because one thing that happens, and not in, in Enterprise, but in previous series, if there's a fleet battle, they f- everyone forgets to turn on their shields. So every time somebody gets hit, like a hole gets blown in the ship, you're like, well, what's the, even the point in turning up the shields? They're just going to leave them switched off so everyone can get a good pasting. Also, the, the number of space battles, I think Deep Space Nine was particularly guilty of this, which were just people standing around monitors going, oh no, that ship's blown up. Yeah. <laughs> And they had like, you know, five or six models because they weren't quite on the computer generated image stage for a while. So it's just like, yeah, I've seen this blow up before. I've seen the same Klingon bird of prey blow up like five times. (laughs) In the exact same way. I did not know what I was saying yes to two years ago. (laughs) 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 Two years, wow. More than that, I think. Anyway. In the Vulcan High Command Chamber, two mysterious, mysterious, I not say that word, two mysterious hooded figures walk in. Who could it be? Again, again, we're on a fucking games podcast. You're talking about materia now? I mean, <laughs> wow, okay, if I you want to go Final wish. Fantasy Seven, that's I wish. <laughs> anyway, to everyone's surprise, it's Archer and T'Pau. Did not see that coming. Wow! Archer's like, I've got the Kia Shara. Look, here it is. And Velas is like, no, it's not real. And then Archer turns it on and it's the Matrix, but in Vulcan. Yeah. They can can see everything. So wait, what did this mean? It means that they've got the true teachings of Surak. Which means that Vulcans can be nice. Uh, Yeah, it's basically like like playground rules. Like... If you call somebody a certain nickname three times, you go punch him in the arm. Like it's just a Vulcan version of that. So imagine, like, take a big popular film, say something like Pacific Rim, but we lost Pacific Rim, and all we had was like three different asylum versions of Pacific Rim. <laughs> and, and then Pacific Rim, yeah, Pacific Rim, Atlantic Rim, you know, and then everyone's like, oh well. This this is this is what we've got. We've got to follow this and do this. And then someone finds the original Guillermo del Toro Pacific Rim, and they're like, "Oh fuck, that's much better." That's basically what's happening. We should base our society around this film. Like that's yeah. basically it. Yeah. Yeah. Hot take. I didn't even like Pacific Rim. <laughs> Ooh, spicy. Hot take. I've never even seen Pacific Rim. Oh. Hottest take. I have us. seen and enjoyed that film. <laughs> Hottest. <laughs> I think, like, the whole idea of having the original text 
is pretty fucking shit, right? Like, this whole thing of, oh no, it's it's not the fact that, like, we're being shitheads. It's the fact that we're, like, basing being shitheads on the wrong document. Here is the proper document, and it tells us to be a shithead in this way. Like... Yeah, I mean, let's look at Earth. Remember when, like, you know, I mean, it just exists on Earth at the, at the moment. So you've got, like, a, a Catholic version of the Bible, several Protestant versions of the Bible, and you've got a Greek Orthodox version of the Bible. And that one is the closest to the original Bible that we've possibly got, but that exists in full. And most humans go, nah, fuck that, that's bullshit. I'm going to follow this weird Mormon Bible instead. But it's like, it's like Kia Starmer, this episode, <laughs> basically saying, oh, no, but the answer to that is you just don't have the right one. You've got to have the right one. Like, so what we what? need this is, is Jonathan Archer, but with Jesus inside him. <laughs> He's found the golden tablets that John Smith did dig down and put onto Vulcan. Uh, like, what the? What are you going for? What is this? This is odd, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like when the bits you didn't understand out of the reimagined Battlestar Galactica because you're not a Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing against Mormons, by the way. Uh, fine church, I'm sure. <laughs> but now that they've got Keir Starmer in the office, Velas is like, no, I don't like this. It's, we can't do this. And then his sub-lieutenant does actually drop his gun and Kuvak picks it up and stuns Velas. <laughs> and then climbs the Vulcan fleet and says, stop shooting the Andorians in the Enterprise, please. I thought they'd killed him because I've watched so much Bad Batch recently that I'm not used to like stun looking the same as kill when somebody <laughs> shoots. Yeah, I I thought they killed him. I wrote, did they straight up murk that guy? And obviously, no. This is well, happening. they don't even imprison him or anything, as we're about to find out. He just sort of leaves. But before that, we're on the Enterprise. Archer records a star log about how everything's fine now, and then T'Pol's husband Cost turns up and says, "Hey." I gave Archer the access codes, and Paul says, "Have you ever even met him before?" And <laughs> Ross says, "No, not on screen." Seriously, <laughs> and, and also, we can divorce now. Your mother's dead. <laughs> I was only with you for your mother. And Paul's like, "This has gotten weird." Uh, okay, okay, bye. <laughs> uh... Then we're at the Vulcan High Command and a Vulcan priest has taken Surak out of Archer and says, now I have the capture. <laughs> and now he doesn't have a headache anymore. <laughs> and all the other Vulcans say, hey, Vulcan priest, why did you do that sinister laugh after you took it? No reason. <laughs> Captain's log, my brain hurt. Now no more. <laughs> and then Soval says, we're disbanding the High Command and... Earth can have no interference from Vulcans now. We are now the Vulcans from the original series that you know and love. <laughs> who's in charge now? Like, who's administrating the sewage system? Yeah, they uh, quickly then realise after the episode ends, we actually do need someone in charge. Oh, fuck! High command! Bring it back! Bring it back! Nobody's <laughs> collected the bins in a fortnight. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> it's like, yeah, very fucking irresponsible. There's no infrastructure. They just <laughs> up and leave. You know, it's great. The Vulcans, they built the railways, but then they just fucking left us. <laughs> <laughs> well, we disbanded the government because it was haunted. <laughs> <laughs> government was haunted. What an amazing premise. We literally live in a country with a haunted government. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. 
I, I do like the idea of Archer giving his captain's log and going, like, for a while there, I was half halfalunculus, just like Blade. <laughs> <laughs> so I thank you so much for bringing Volunculus back into this episode. <laughs> anyway, here's the rest of my fan fiction. So, Blade. <laughs> the rise of the Volunculus. Oh. <laughs> but the episode doesn't end there, because now we're in a cave. Where Velas, who's he, again, he's just free. He's just allowed to roam free, even though he just tried to kill all the Andorians and humans. But they're like, no, you can go. He walks into this cave. He meets with Talok, and Talok, it turns out, is a Romulan. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Elliot and Sarah, do you, did you know what was going on here? I figured that could be the only possible thing. Is what you guys keep alluding to and it's the only thing that's like connected to Vulcans I have seen the original Abram Star Trek film in which Romulans are the main bad guy okay and they have a crinkly forehead like many yeah. Star Trek but they're different crinkly type of forehead yeah. than other aliens I didn't I didn't get the significant like it, it it was this huge reveal of like dun 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 but I so the lore about the Romulans is that one day they all frowned and the wind changed oh. <laughs> So they stayed like that. But yeah, they're, they're an offshoot of the Vulcan race and they are trying to force reunification, but presumably with them in charge. And they're doing that by destabilizing the Alpha Quadrant. That was the whole plan here. Just for last, fucked it up. Uh, which is basically what Talok says to him here. You fucked it up. But we're going to reunify forcibly at some point. And this is our first Romulan in all of Star Trek that we have seen, chronologically speaking. Wow. I like the idea that all the Star Trek like races kind of formed by these really stupid old wives tales (laughs) (laughs) Vulcans became Vulcans because they sat too close to the telly (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's also I think why Archer was able to hold his own in a fight with this guy because Romulans don't seem to have the same physical strength that Vulcans do when we get to that later on leads me back to my theory or not my theory but the theory I hear that I've adopted as my own that the Vulcans were the augments of Vulcan and they won their augment war Ah, that would make sense and then they had to put the special rules in place because obviously augments are crazy so if they put the special emotion rules in place then they can live as a peaceful ordinary society and the Romulans have to sneak away because they are the original unaltered Vulcans and they have to live on a different planet and they weren't allowed to eat fish, which is another truth about Romulans. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Romulans don't eat fish. And that is the end of Keir Starmer and this whole Vulcan three-parter. Do you want to know a fascinating fact about this episode from Memory Alpha? Sure. I want to know a fact, but it remains to be seen whether it'll be fascinating. I'm going to read it verbatim. This was the only Star Trek episode that's name began with the letter K until the Lower Decks episode Case on His Eyes Open. Wow. There we go. Cool. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it makes watching it twice just so worth it. Never before during an episode of Enterprise have I so often had the same image pop into my head of John Wick running in and just ending the scene for me in like <laughs> ten, 10 seconds. God. Like, oh, I would have adored that to happen six or seven times in this episode. That popped into my head. There's just so much fucking walking and talking. Walking and talking. It's the it's just 
visually boring. It's a visually well, I mean, boring yeah, episode. The West Wing does that. People fucking love The West Wing. It's praised as a really good well, show. It's all walking and talking, right? Yeah. It's all Aaron Orkinson well, does. You can do that well. Succession as well is a lot of like walking and talking. But in Succession, they're not going, yes, the, the Kia Starmer, the catcher of my Turok. Like, you know, <laughs> it's like a character study. There was no character study. It was just, it's important because we say so. Mm-hmm. I feel I have reached a point in this podcast where I no longer wish to find any fun in it. <laughs> <laughs> I no longer want to like scrape my finger across the bottom of the barrel and <laughs> a small morsel of fun. I just want it to end. Boy, that enforced break really helped. <laughs> I was free for a while. I was like, wait, what if the sacred texts are wrong? Yeah. <laughs> You're so close to the end, though. Yeah, let's just skip it. I thought we were skipping the end of Enterprise. Isn't that what we're actually doing? Well, yes. Are you? We're not skipping it. We're just postponing it. It's, uh... a, chron- it's a chronology thing. Yeah. But okay. we now only have 10 episodes left of season four of Enterprise. Okay, that's not so many, I guess. But, like, I I feel that if you skipped it, it would be such a... I don't know, is this a sunk cost fallacy? Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, you put so much time into it, it'd be a shame not to finish it, but at the same time, you only have one life? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. I I mean, I've lived half of my life now. So, so have you, uh, Patrick. You've lived half your life, right? At, at best. Yeah, at best. <laughs> I mean, due to the upcoming resource wars, we're probably three quarters of the way through our lives. But yeah, we're still going to watch the last how many episodes of Enterprise? Ten. Ten. What? Ten. Ten. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> If it's the break or because I'm so tired with the baby brain, but I quite enjoyed that. Oh, you, <laughs> you, you abomination of nature. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I'm glad that somebody got a positive experience out of this beyond me inventing the word vonunculus. Don't get me wrong. It was very silly, but I enjoyed it. I had fun. I liked seeing Shran, I yeah. guess. It was good yeah. to see Shran. I like seeing Shran and I like seeing Solva like hanging out and they should have their own show where they go on a sex go their sex tourists and rise at a pair of them and just like you know meeting babes or something or whatever they like. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't know whether like I wouldn't say that I had a bad time because you know I always have a fun time with you guys and it was yeah. it was fun looking for goofs. <laughs> but I've got to say that, like, if I had, if I was watching this by myself, this would be a very grim hour of viewing. I enjoy the recording segment. I did not have a good time watching the episode. It was boring as fuck. It was dumb. It was stupid. It didn't make sense. I don't like it being back here. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> hey! The more things change, the more they stay the same. No, I think Elliot's angrier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do we do we want to say anything more about Kia Shara? Oh, I didn't make any notes, so no. Listen, if you're gonna mind meld, use protection. <laughs> yeah, put something on your head. 
<laughs> well, Elliot, our next episode is Daedalus. All right, then. <laughs> what, are, what are you predicting? Come on. Uh, give, me, give me the juice. Is it going to be the Malcolm thing? Uh, I don't think so. Then, um, I don't know. The Enterprise has a game of football. Oh, interesting. Polo! No. It's Polo! No. <laughs> <laughs> I just won't accept that. It's going to be football. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, join us next time for Daedalus, which I'm sure Elliot will love. We'll all have a jolly time. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. Your Enterprise journey has come to an end. Unless Aww. you just choose to watch it for entertainment reasons. Mm, entertainment is a strong word. <laughs> uh, I think uh, morbid curiosity? Perhaps. We'll, uh, we'll have you back for a different Star Trek show in Yay. the not-too-distant future. Yes, please. Where can people find you online, Sarah? Um, you can find me on Twitter, even though Twitter is, is sinking, and um, Instagram. Same um, handle for both. It's at Milmo Comics. So it's Milmo, M-I-L-M-O, and then comics. All one word, lowercase. Cool. So check that out. I'll put links in the description, as well as links to all of our other presences, the podcast, Matt, Elliot, Elliot's music... Uh, I will also shout out now, around the same time this episode comes out, uh, we'll, I've coordinated apparently accidentally with Vince Hunt, you will also be seeing Endangered Species on YouTube, which is a safe space spin-off tabletop RPG live play show starring Sarah, Matt and Elliot. We, it's been incredible fun so far. It really has yeah, been. It's great. We've only done one session so far, but it's been very fun. Mm-hmm. I am very excited to see that when that comes out. So uh, everyone, we will shout about that on the podcast's socials as well. So do check that out and um, then come back next week and listen to us talk about Daedalus, which will be an episode of our podcast, I guess. Um, the many. Oh, coffee. Yes. Donate money to our coffee, please. Yeah. Great. Do that thing. Yeah. And reviews. Leave those, but nice ones. Yeah. Cool. Do those things. Yeah, those things that podcasts ask you to do because, you know, we need help. And don't repeat anything that I've said in a crowd. <laughs> and make sure you're not listening to this around other people. Headphones, silence, not silence. <laughs> I'm going to go look after Ensign Jeffrey, okay? Uh, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. destroy my desk by knocking things off it <laughs> I, i've got um i've got
Oh, fuck it. You know, just, I'll do it later. <laughs> Let's <Like> radio. <laughs> well, I think we know which bit of the show is getting cut out first. <laughs> <laughs>